0: Hello everyone! Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. Joining us here for episode 126, I'm Tom. Joined as always by Jim. Jim, great to be with you. How are you?
1: I am good. Uh, as I said, what about a month ago? It is Victory Friday again for me. Um, a Bears won on Thursday night in a barn burner, instant classic. <laughs> I can't even say that.
0: The <laughs> monthly occurrence, <laughs> which is not good, but it's good for draft for your future draft pick.
1: It, it is because Carolina. We have Carolinas. I saw Bears fans last night on Facebook who were upset that we won because it, you know, hurts our draft standing. And I'm like, but we have their pick and their pick was already higher than ours. So if you're just looking at draft, that was what you wanted to have happen. You wanted the Bears to win that game because if the Panthers win that game, like, then they get closer, but the wrong direction. So like, no, that was that was OK. And let's be honest, if we look at the Bears schedule, not gonna happen a lot the rest of the year. <laughs> like that might have been that might have been the last one. I don't know. We'll see. Um and just interesting to me that you know the Bears have three wins on the season and two of them are on Thursday night football. Um maybe we just move all our games to Thursday. We could be a juggernaut. I don't know. <sighs>
0: I saw a mock draft yesterday, I had the Bears taking Drake May out of North Carolina next year.
1: Now, okay, this is gonna be one of those. Ohio State quarterbacks never do good in the NFL kinds of comments that don't make a lot of sense. And C.J. Stroud is certainly breaking that mold this year. And I think Justin Fields has shown enough promise to say, you know, okay, stop that narrative. And I know as a Michigan fan, that's probably hard for you to even, you know, wrap your head around. But um, (laughs) the Bears took a North Carolina quarterback early. A number of years back here and it did not work so it scares me with drake may but i do think drake may has shown more and had more opportunity to show things than trubisky ever did so
0: yeah so the mock i saw yesterday which i did not see any of like the details of the mock i just saw that there were six quarterbacks taken in the top 20 which is crazy well,
1: that's, they, they're saying it's a deep quarterback draft so i mean yeah, yeah. if the bears are gonna if the bears are gonna move on from justin fields i'm not yet convinced they should but if they are um yeah, this is the year to do it. I mean, that's that's for sure. So, well, anyways, welcome to the NFL podcast here at Two Spot Monkeys Live.
0: <laughs> Justin Fields, the Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, question mark?
1: I, I think that's certainly a, a place. I think Atlanta is another place that would make yeah, a lot cool. of sense for him as well uh, if he does get moved. Because, although, if he went to Atlanta, Arthur Smith might start Taylor Heineke anyways, because Arthur Smith doesn't believe in using your best players, apparently. I heard a stat yesterday. Okay, last fantasy thing for now. Oh, Bijan
0: Robinson! Everybody, anyone who has Bijan Robinson in any fantasy football league, you're like, what are you doing to
1: me? In the red zone this year, just in, 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 and then I promise we'll move on from fantasy football. To yeah, all of this, this
0: is where we've turned into a fantasy football <laughs> podcast.
1: I heard a stat yesterday that in the red zone, so when they're within the twenty, for those that aren't, you know, football aficionados, um, Tyler Algier has twenty six touches in the red zone. B. John Robinson has twelve. You used your number eight pick on Bijan Robinson. You've given him half the red zone touches of a of a nice running back, a, a kind of journeyman, not journeyman, but a, a nice complimentary running back, but not somebody who came in with all of the hype of Bijan Robinson. So it either says you massively reached and and wasted draft capital on somebody who isn't what you thought. If if that's the case, I don't think it is. Or just terrible management of teams of a team. So, um, so yeah, Justin Fields could get traded to Atlanta and back up, you know, uh, Taylor Heineke the way they run things. So uh, who knows? Or they'd make him a running back. I don't know. So, anyways, so four minutes in, we will get to pro wrestling here uh, on Two Spot Monkeys Live. But, uh, we had a head to head competition last week with WWE's Crown Jewel. Um, uh, and I had the stats, but I, is it seven and one, six and two? Is that all right, Tom?
0: That is right. That is correct. Seven and one in your favor.
1: It was seven and one for me, six and two for you. The difference we had was Io Sky and Bianca Belair. Uh, both of us were not very confident in our picks. I had Io, obviously. You had Bianca. Um, I, I, I want a victory lap and say that I, I, you know, called the Kyrie sane return, but I have to backtrack that slightly and say I also I called it though as Kyrie coming out to challenge Io. Um, And that is not what happened. She came out as a friend and apparently a new alliance. um, There, you know, is damage control done? Um, I I think there's some interesting, there's a lot of rumors that there's at least one or two more uh, people to yet join EO and Kairi. Um, I've seen rumblings of Asuka, which I guess if you're going with the stereotypical put, you know, the Asian wrestlers together in a stable thing um, could work. Um, I don't, I don't know if I love it for that reason, maybe, but, um, yeah, so, so interesting there, um, that, that I was right on one hand, (laughs) but I was definitely wrong storyline on that. So, um, just, uh, so that was the, that was the difference on Head to Head. So that ties us up. Um do you have the year stat Tom? I think it's 55 and something
0: 55 and 22 for each of us, for each uh, of us. and I will pick first as yep. we head into crown or uh, full gear We just did crown jewel yeah full gear next week that's what we'll be doing next Friday uh when we record um and I will be picking first by way of the coming in uh just underneath you with the last pick em. and we're even uh as we head into the final 6 weeks of this with lots of events to go so is anyone's to is anyone's match
1: yeah this is this is fun i like when uh sometimes we kind of get to this point in november and, and there's maybe three or four only events left and now there's i think well i think four events left if i remember right four or five um on the year and and it's like lead for somebody or something like that where who knows you know it, it, someone would really have to dig themselves out of a hole to get to get back into it and, and we don't have that this year we're, we're tied up you know, coming down the home stretch here. So, so this will be fun. And, and it'll be interesting to listen to our uh, strategies going back and forth. Uh, you know, who knows, maybe we get to that last event. We might have to like submit our picks early or something so that we can't play the strategy of, well, you picked so-and-so. So now I'm going to pick them. So you can't.
0: Well, and I'll say this, that, that last event is world's end. And um, sure. I don't think that we'll have a chance to record and talk through that just based on the seasonal uh, time of year. That's so all of that being said, uh, yeah. Well, let's again. in my, I, I certainly hope I have put this to rest before that. Uh, <laughs> right, as do I. Well, we'll but I we have. we shall see what happens, right?
1: Absolutely. So uh, always fun, good competition, good fun. Um, yeah. So, so just running
0: fun. down, well, in running down crown jewel, um, we won't go through all the results. But again, yeah, our difference head to head was you and EOSky, Sky, Bianca Belair. We both also took a loss on John Cena. Uh, who uh, yeah. lost to Solo Sokoa? And then I saw a tweet from John Cena. I think in the last 24 hours, it looks like he just had—I'm uh, going to say—shoulder or arm surgery. Um, so he's going to be on the shelf. Not that he was going to be continuing, but he certainly like did like the you know Cena memorial as he you know got the crowd response and walked off up the ramp uh, last Saturday in Saudi Arabia. I was—I know you didn't watch. I watched. I just finished the show yesterday. Watched over the course of like three days. Um, It was a fine show. Um, I mean, like, definitely, like Logan Paul is one of the reasons why I want to watch WWE right now. So, like, the fact that they haven't said, "All right, dude, we're just going to give you like X million dollars. We need you full time," to convince him, um, while he has all these other things going on, to like be a focal point, um, surprises me. Again, nothing against any of the other talents. There's a lot of other guys I like as well. But like, I feel like just Logan Paul is such a unique act. Um, and, 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 and even the way they presented him, they had like his, his, his arrival into the venue on Saturday was u- more unique than any other superstar. So, uh, he, he, he drove in a big, like SUV, uh, uh, ATV type vehicle from the desert. Um, of course it wasn't, <laughs> it was, it was daytime when he left and it was nighttime when he arrived.
1: I saw that on YouTube or somewhere or something. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he drove a long way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a all the way across the country, Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah, I, I caught that on a clip online. I, I haven't seen the show. I've seen, I, I caught just part on the, while it was live, maybe I think I caught the finish of Seth and Drew. Um, and like I said, I've seen some clips here and there of, of the Logan Paul thing and of um, EO and and a, and a few other pieces along the way. Um, and, and I certainly know the results. So Um, overall thoughts as you, you know, beyond, beyond Logan Paul being a, a draw for you at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, so again, I, I, LA Knight didn't lose in a way where he's done. He can, you can still be someone, he can still be someone that WWE builds around. Um, I I do love, uh, and I was really intentional in hearing this, you know, Roman Reigns is now third on the list for the longest world title reign ever. He's behind. Uh, I want to say it's San Martino and then Hogan. I think Hogan has like fourteen hundred days. San Martino has, I think, twelve hundred. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, clearly they're going to get Roman to the point of, I believe, past Hogan without a doubt. So that's another three hundred day reign, which is almost another year from now. Which, again, that's maybe that maybe that maybe it's a red herring. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I it, that's going to be crazy. Crazy to think that Woman Reigns is still your, whatever that title is called, the undisputed Universal Heavyweight World, uh, dominant uh, Tribal Chief Champion of the World, um, and of all the Samoan Islands. Um, if he's still if, if he's still in that spot a year from now, how how they continue to give valuable, valid challengers who who people believe. Have have a legit shot. Like again, and La Knight was one of those people, uh, and the crowd is behind him. Was behind him. I was surprised in terms of the venue. It's a smaller venue. That's not the venue they've used in years past, which really surprises me. It actually took away from the event for me. Um, so, I don't know. Just because I am anticipating it to be a bigger deal when they go to Saudi Arabia. Right.
1: Yeah. That I I caught things online about that. I hadn't. I guess I hadn't realized it wasn't going to be the larger venue. Um, they probably said that. I mean, well, they wouldn't have said it's going to be a smaller venue. They, I'm sure, they named the venue. You know, in the past when they were talking about it, I just, I've never paid attention. I guess to what the venue name was. So uh, Roman is actually fourth currently on the list um, behind Bruno at at um, in his second reign, twelve hundred thirty seven days. Hogan fourteen seventy four, according to the current Wikipedia list. And I don't know. Uh, when this date was updated, but 1,164 plus uh, going for Roman Reigns right now. But the number one overall, and he ain't getting there, is Bruno in his first reign, 2,803 days. Oh,
0: and see, they didn't even um, mention that, which is- which, yeah, which they which, tend to not
1: mention that one, which is crazy because I'm like, it's your title, guys. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, because Roman's not getting to that. I mean, he's not saying he's not 1,700 more days as champion. Right. That's five plus, almost six more years. Um,
0: yeah, I want to say Roman, Roman was at one ele, 1161 right. last Saturday. Okay. So he's, so, he's, he's surpassed 64 by now. Right. Um,
1: yeah. So, I mean, so you're looking at, yeah, another 300 and some days, um, until he'd get past Hogan. So yeah, you're in you're past WrestleMania, um, uh, which I think many people think, and I, and I, I can go either way. Like I, part of me thinks, you know, that, yeah, they want to get him past Hogan, which means you got to keep the belt on in past mania. And part of me thinks you got to like, if he, if he, if he doesn't lose it to Cody at mania this year, th- then I think you've killed off that story with Cody. Like, yeah, I,
0: don't. I, and I don't know that Cody is the one that ends up defeating Roman. maybe Cody ends up defeating Seth and, 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 and Cody goes, Well, this is just one chapter, but it's not the end of the story, right? And and they continue to build that because I think I also heard like in the commentary, Michael Cole was very intentional when he defeated Damian Priest of going, it's one more chapter in his story. And where does this story go? He he articulated it really well. I'm not doing it justice, but Michael Cole uh, really spoke to that well, um, just in terms of like wanting fans or maybe supporting fans getting behind Curry Rhodes and whatever comes next.
1: Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see, and and we're heading into that that fun time of the year, and Cody's getting to be in war games um, coming up at Survivor Series, so good for Cody.
0: So Roman beats The Rock at WrestleMania, and then Hogan at SummerSlam next year <laughs> um, <laughs> to validate his title reign, uh, and then next year at Survivor Series he's, he loses to Cody. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Bruno's not with us anymore, so he can't uh, he can't beat Bruno.
0: Is David around?
1: I'm just Oh, somewhere, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> they bring him out and call him Bruno Jr. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Vince is, again, Vince is not in charge of creative anymore, so I think we can we can put to rest any fears of that happening. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I didn't see Crown Jewel, as I said, but, uh, you know, it looked like and sounded like it was a good card. Um, nothing, you know, the biggest news probably out of it was the Kyrie Sane return, Um I, it the clip seemed like the crowd didn't really react very big to that but then again you know Kyrie sane was a featured uh player in in wwe but she wasn't you know it's not like becky lynch came back or charlotte flair came back or you know what i mean and i don't say that to to negate anything Kyrie sane has done um and i think she's certainly done a nice job of building her her resume while she's been gone i'm I'm excited for Kyrie sane to be back um, and, and to see her in the ring again.
0: Do you remember why she left? Was it, was it just contract and she missed, missed home? Was it, they, was she one of the cuts? I, I, I didn't recall.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a cut. It was a, it was a contract expiring. Okay. Um, And it seemed like, yeah, she just wanted to try some other things and, and maybe go home. Um, so, you know, it seems like she's back in, you know, well, she is back in the fold now and has been signed for months. Um, another one of those kind of like Carlito where they signed them back, but the, the merger kind of held up some things. Um. So I'm excited to see Kyrie. I'm excited to see where that leads. Um, With Kyrie and Io, they were a a heck of a team, you know, in the past. Um, If Kyrie and Asuka became a team or something like that, because Io is the champ, um, you know, that could inject a little bit into the fledgling women's tag division. Uh, Fledgling might be giving it a whole lot of credit um, that they just can't seem to get behind. Um, Honestly, I think they should and i'm i'm thinking out loud here i haven't given this a ton of thought but i think nxt books women better than any company right now in in mainstream usa mainstream usa i'm i want to leave stardom and, and things like that to the side because a i don't watch them so i can't speak to them very well um and B, I know, I mean, that's what they do is, is women's wrestling. So I would hope they do it really really well. That's that's the thing they do. Um, but as far as mainstream U.S. wrestling, NXT, I feel like, does a really good job with women's wrestling. They, they have women doing, it's not just the title challenger of the month thing. It's, you know, they have women doing other things. There are other storylines happening with women. And um, so that's all, you know, I think that would, so I don't know. Feature the tag titles on NXT more or something and let, let Sean do something with that to maybe build it up a little bit. And I realize then you move it over to the main roster and if Triple H doesn't keep that going. And I like a lot of what Triple H does booking wise, but the women's tag division is just something he hasn't gotten behind either, honestly. Um, and I don't know that I don't think it's intentional. I just think it's there. So I don't know. Kyrie could be involved in, in a team um, since she's apparently going to be in some sort of a stable, it sounds like. Um, and then, of course, you could have, depending on when Dakota is ready to come back, if Dakota stays with Bailey, you know, that could be another team as well. Um, but I don't know where she's at in her, her recovery from that ACL, so that might be a little, little further off, too, for her. So, interesting to see where that goes. I don't think there was any, the, you know, Solo Sokoa just murdering John Cena from the sounds of it um, is, is interesting. And, and what you and I both said we would do if we were booking it, so... Kudos to Triple H and kudos to John Cena, because I uh, I heard the comment this week on on Fightful, and, and they're 100% right. Sean Ross Sapp was 100% right. Cena was so giving in this run. I mean, he put Austin Theory over at Mania. He put Solo over here. like And John Cena is one of those guys who, if he said, you know what, I'm going over in this one, like he's got that cachet. He could do that. Uh, and, he, and he didn't. He helped put over young guys now in Austin Theory's case. I don't know that it quite did what they had hoped. Um, and I, but I don't think that's on John Cena. I think that's on the follow-up booking um of Austin Theory. Um, but kudos to Cena because I think he did some really good stuff to help try and put over the next generation of talent uh in WWE. So, you know, Cena's run obviously is done. I hadn't, I hadn't seen the surgery thing, but with the uh screen actors guild strike apparently being resolved now. Um he's got to get back to work and go, go film Peacemaker. And and I'm sure 10 or 12 other projects um, that he's got lined up. So uh, we'll see him back in WWE at some point, you know, for short runs here and there in between things, but uh, certainly one of the top draws of all time. I mean, you're top stars of all time. I don't know where draw or money lands on that, but Dude sold a lot of merch. No question about that. John Cena still sells a lot of merch.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so it was interesting because during Crown Jewel, they were running ads for Survivor Series and they were really clear that War Games was part of Survivor Series. So that really was interesting that it pre uh, preceded what we ended up hearing and finding out on Monday Night Raw, which was that the Survivor Series War Games match, and again, maybe it's one, maybe it's more, is the Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes stable alongside Sami Zayn and Jey Uso against the Judgment Day? And so that's super interesting to me. And, 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 and in those vignettes, in those uh, bumpers, they were talking about how it's five on five. Like there's a there's a, um, uh, an audio snippet of this is five on five combat or something to that effect. And you've got four on four. So will we get a fifth individual added to each group? between now and Survivor Series, which is two weeks from tomorrow, which is right. unbelievable.
1: I think we do. If we do, who do you see as the fifth on each side?
0: I have no idea. I want to say Drew McIntyre on the Judgment Day side uh, based on what happened at Crown Jewel with Seth Rollins and based on... There was, a, there was a, a Rhea Ripley and Drew McIntyre interaction backstage.
1: Yeah, and they've been having over the last number of months.
0: Yeah. Anyways. So there's that. um I mean, I want to say Kevin Owens uh, for the other side, just because of his relationship with Sami Zayn. But we'll see.
1: I think you may hear voices in your head for that other side. That'd be um, cool. I think it's Randy Orton time. Uh, a lot, a lot of rumblings about him, you know, being ready and coming back, and um, that would be a and and Cody having a past with Randy. You know, there's a storyline reason you could do that too uh, in there, and and have to think, does Randy have any history with Finn Balor? Nothing massive that's coming to mind, but um, certainly nothing with Damian Priest, but
0: Well, on the other end of that RK-Bro, which we didn't talk about RK-Bro, but you brought up Randy Orton, so I have to share this because I can't unsee what I saw. Uh, On X yesterday, I was scrolling and I have been, I followed I, I I still am. I need to unfollow after this because I again, like, I'm scarred for life. I was following Matt Riddle, and apparently, Matt Riddle, while his 90 days is going on, he has an OnlyFans, and they are uh, not photos I care to see of Matt Riddle in a thong. So, um, yeah. So, part um, <laughs> of know, me thinking that
1: you'd go to X and C and now you've described it. and Yeah, I'm good. I'm
0: yeah, not- no, no, I'm sure there's there's there, there's probably a great a great primarily female population, but I'm sur- sure there's a male population who are very much into that. He, uh, Matt Riddle was very clear about that. It was a thirst trap. And um, again, I I was sorry that I scrolled across that.
1: I I, I don't believe I follow Riddle and I'm certainly not going to go double check now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me go search X for Matt Riddle. No, thank you.
1: Right. Uh, well, and and I did see that he and his, uh, his girlfriend are uh, expecting um, a baby. So congrats to them. That's, that's exciting for them. Okay. And since we're on baby congrats, congrats to Carmella and, uh, and Corey Graves, uh, who welcomed their first child into the world, uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, something like that. Um, I, and I have to say, so there's a, there's a group on Facebook, I think it's called WWE old school fans or something like that. Um, that I happen to follow and <laughs> they posted the announcement of Carmella and Corey having their child. And it said, Carmella officially becomes a mother. And I'm like, what and I just commented on it and I said, what a weird way to word that. Like, not Carmela and Corey Graves welcome their child. Carmella has her baby. Like, there's Carmela officially becomes a mother. Like
0: it's not official till the baby comes out.
1: Right. I'm like, because you know, without going down a, a deep rabbit hole that I don't care to go down, um, uh, two years ago, my wife and I were expecting for a very short time. Um, unfortunately, we lost that, and I don't consider that we didn't. Like, we conceived a child. We did not get to hold that child. We did not get to know that child, all of those things. Like, and in this case, if, God forbid, something would have happened, like, Carmella was, like, nine months pregnant, right, at that point when she, quote, officially became a mother. Like, just a weird way. I was like, one of your copywriters needs some work, guys.
0: Like, I'm going to argue as well, too, like, that I'm pretty sure Corey Graves has kids from his previous marriage, I, and Carmella probably has been serving as a matriarch, figure in right. that role, so I believe you are correct
1: um, and so right even if this is her first biological child which I believe it is yeah just weird like when I read it I was just like who writes that headline and then who posts it and doesn't go hey can we rewrite that that seems weird um, yeah, yeah. so be better guys that's all I'm saying be better it's not hard um, any other crown jewel or WWE uh, centric thoughts will certainly in a, a well in a couple of weeks although let's see it's what the saturday after thanksgiving and survivor series so we may not record that week on black friday we haven't i think we talked about that might be tough yeah. um, so that might be a, a twitter post of our picks for those but uh certainly next week we may talk about the build again even while we're making uh full gear picks although who knows we may not have time to because you know tony usually puts 19 matches on every pay-per-view card so we may well, have
0: to... we're, we're at seven for sure right now
1: or it's that okay i need to let me just click on i have our, our fantasy wrestling league up so let me yeah
0: the seventh match isn't there but uh oh. ha- having finished dynamite yesterday it was the match I thought we were going to get. And it's interesting that,
1: um, and what, what is that match? Just it, you're and explaining it, it, it is it. the
0: golden jets of Kenny Oracle oh, right. versus the young bucks with a dual stipulation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The young bucks kind of money in the bank shot is on the line. Uh, and the Winnipeg, or the Winnipeg jets, the golden jets, <laughs> the, the team, uh, in the future is also on the line.
1: Yeah, that's right. So yeah, we are at seven and, uh, and we, and we could probably fantasy book out a few more matches that they'll they'll be putting together. I'd have to stop and think about what, you know, look at what is booked and think about other stars. Uh, but let's talk about Full Gear Build um, and switch over to AEW. I haven't seen Dynamite this week. I've seen enough pictures and things because if I try to, as much as I'd love to watch Dynamite spoiler free, if I try to do that, it means I'm not going to be on social media from Wednesday until probably Saturday or Sunday some weeks. Um, and while that would probably be good for my mental health and and just you know general well-being, um, it's also just not part of part of who I am um uh, as a person. Cause I also use, you know, while I use social media for wrestling, I also keep up on my bears on social media and, and other things, cubs, um, great counsel, loving that hire. Um turn into a baseball podcast here for a minute, but I do feel bad for David Ross. He's a good guy. And yeah, but it was the right move for the Cubs. Um but uh full gear seven matches already put together which which is nice because occasionally both WWE and aew tend to wait until like the last week to really officially announce things even though you kind of know where it's headed a lot of times um so it's nice they've got seven announced already maybe they'll finalize something else on collision and then they've got next week obviously to fill out what will be the the lower portion of the card probably and, and add in you know a couple of other zero-hour matches as well. They've got the one uh, they did, I caught last week, they officially said that the ROH tag title match uh, is is on zero-hour, MJF versus the guns. Um, just to flip over to fantasy wrestling, because we always pull that in here one way or another, uh, you have both of the guns, I believe. Is that correct? I do, I do. I think you might like how that goes. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll see. Well,
0: so, so let's start there, because uh, on Dynamite, Samojo defends the Ring of Honor television title, against yeah, Keith Lee and he he, he had, by that before that match he had become the longest reigning Ring of Honor television champion in the history. Following that match he says, you know, he's in essence he's done everything he can do and he really wants the world title, which is going to be a topic that we'll get to here shortly too. And so he lays down the Ring of Honor title and vacates it. And 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 he continues to now pursue MJF. And he says, I want to team with you. I want to be the Adam Cole fill in and defend the ring of honor tag team titles with you. Um, And MJF continues to rebuff his efforts. So I do think we're going to end up getting somehow, some way, and I don't know, again, it's a, it's a tight window. It's a, they have to fill figure this out in, you know, five days from today to next Wednesday uh, that MJF is going to team with Samoa Joe to defend the ring of honor tag team titles against the guns. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's Joe undercutting MJF, which, which would seem weird because MJF isn't defending against Joe that night. He's defending against Jay White, but, but, but you would think Joe would say, I want to help you keep these ring of honor titles, but I, but in doing so, you have to give me a guaranteed title shot. So maybe the guns don't win because Samoa Joe comes in. So again, that's going to be interesting to see if that materializes in the next week and how that influences picks. Cause I was with you with what you were outlining there. I was definitely thinking all the guns are definitely ring of Honor tag team champions when we record on uh post full gear. So.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You, you just laid it out in a way that makes a lot of sense. And um, yeah, yeah. going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, and Adam Cole is trying to encourage, and you may have just said that, um, MJF to accept that help, I know, and, and you know, MJF's being stubborn, because um, he's MJF, but um, Adam Cole, uh, let's talk about Adam Cole for a minute, uh, still injured, uh, they're doing the video chat thing most weeks, which is, you know, fun, interesting, and Roddy, of course, coming and doing his Adam, um, you know, yells, and, you um,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, And I'm over that, by the way, I, I, but it, it was, it was, it was fine. It, it, it served its purpose. I'm done. I'm done. You just stop. You can just stop. <laughs> I'm, nails I'm on, well nails on the chalkboard.
1: Um, Partially because I think, I don't feel like it's gone anywhere now. Like it's kind of the same thing every week. Like, you know, for, a, for a number of weeks, it was Adam, I need you. And he, and he was doing all the chores around the house which apparently Matt Taven and Mike Bennett aren't able to do because they were just eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or something. I don't know. Um, holding on to their giraffe. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Partially because Roddy, Taven, Bennett are all they, – they can do the goofy stuff, and that's fine. But they're all really good wrestlers, too. So, so let's make sure we keep highlighting that piece, too. And I know Roddy said – you know and and I saw at the beginning of dynamite I've watched just the very early part of dynamite um that tonight you know he was going to remind everybody just who the hell he is or whatever and I don't know if he does that or not because i haven't seen it but um and I'm a little and I am done with uh, the it, it i know i think they're trying to pay a little homage to almost the cowboy bob orton cast thing with his neck brace and then he jumped up on it was a collision or dynamite last week and hit a running knee quick and then you know, fell down quick and they had to get him in the wheelchair to push him back to the thing. Okay, fine. Like, let's move on. Um, there, And I still think, and I don't know where you land on this, Tom. I, I'm still staying with my initial prediction that Adam Cole is under the devil mask. He may not be the one standing under the devil mask every time you see him, although he could right now, because like you said, we haven't seen the devil actually in the arena in quite some time. Uh, it's always been by video. The kind of scramble, and then you see the devil face, and then the scramble back. Um, and so, obviously, yeah, that you, go
0: anywhere. Yeah, sorry. I think you have to go back to when Jay White was attacked, and when that's the, the, the attack was right? happening, and then you pulled back, and then then the man in the devil mask was there. Every other time since that, it's been we go to the scramble screen, and then there's the image of him, and then it scrambles again. So that's Wait. really interesting. So, so is 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 this group potentially Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, and the Kingdom? Or do you think there's there's different people there? And, right. and Go ahead.
1: I, I think it's Adam Cole, Roderick Strong in the Kingdom. Although or the original attack, and I know there's a new attack this week, so I'd have to count people and all that. There were four other people besides the devil. Um, now, they could always walk it back and only have the four of them if they need to or whatever. I mean continuity in pro wrestling right like it's if, if there were five originally and then, then there were four when they reveal them i mean retribution had like 27 members before they revealed the five or whatever they were actually in the thing um yeah i just brought up retribution i'm sorry um,
0: it wouldn't be two spot monkeys without a retribution call I
1: for a while that was kind of the running thing um so i think it's adam cole and the devil and I, yeah i think it's the kingdom and and roderick or or next strong as they're calling themselves um and, and I think that fifth one, if he's healthy, would Kyle O'Reilly would make a ton of sense. I, I know there was a lot of question around his health, though, because he had neck fusion surgery and all of that. So if it's not Kyle, I think that it's very interesting to see who could that fifth person be. Um, you know, I've seen some people. So there was Doja Cat video that came out last week with AEW. And Britt Baker, when there's a line about she's the devil or something. Britt Baker does the horns, and they kind of linger on her for a second. Like, well, is she the devil, and it's Adam Cole, Roderick, and the kingdom that are the four that we're attacking, and Britt Baker is the devil. I I don't, I, I wouldn't like that. I guess I wouldn't, you know, I don't know that they've shown enough of the devils from the neck down, and I'm not trying to be sexist, but, you know, that you would be able to tell male or female or or that sort of thing. Um, So I guess it could be that. But I think your devil has to be your leader of this group or this whatever. And I just don't know that I would do that with Britt. Um, Britt could be involved in the group. She could end up joining them or something like that. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, It would make a ton of sense because of Adam Cole and Britt Baker's relationship. But I I don't think they were giving us anything there. In fact, I think they might have been giving us a red herring just to, you know, Make people have that conversation actually, um, well, and if that was it, kudos.
0: Yeah, and, and, and if if that was the direction it went, so one thing that I think you have to be mindful of is if she's the leader, who like she's clearly not going to be opposing in the ring MJF or anybody else that would come to his aid. So that that creates a little bit of a gap there, and and then then it also perhaps moves her out of again unless you're moving her out of an in ring role. And putting her in a in a a stable manager role, which again she's young enough where I don't think you need to protect her body like in that way. But maybe maybe that's maybe that's a path to go. Again, I don't know. Um, Here's the interesting thing, and I know you didn't see the ending, but the 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 three masked men attack the acclaimed. Is it only three this time? and And it's only three. Yep. And MJF is in the ring, and he had chased the Bullet Club out of the ring, and then then this happens. And he then runs to the back. But when he runs to the back, he like is visibly frustrated and upset that it happened, but he doesn't attend to any of the acclaimed members. Like, are you okay? Like, it's just him visibly angry in the scene. So like, again, maybe that's a red herring too, because if he ends up being the devil, here's a great example of, it was me all the time. You know, I didn't, I I, I I feigned concern for you, but I really wasn't concerned for you.
1: And, and that could, you know, I mean, it could be MJF, Adam Cole, Broderick, and the kingdom all working together. Um, because those, I believe this is only the second attack we've seen then from that group. It was Jay White and then the Acclaimed. Does that seem to ring true to you?
0: I feel like it should be more, but i am i will say yes because I don't have—I don't have proof to the contrary. I don't have a don't have recall to the contrary. So, and
1: um, it, it feels like it should be more. Absolutely, this thing's been going on long enough. Feels like these guys should be attacking people almost every week. Although that could get old too. So maybe it's good they've spaced them out. Um, so that could be. I, in a in a little bit of a way, I feel like I'd be almost disappointed if it's MJF. But yet I could see it making storyline, you know.
0: Is, 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 any, of that connected to, is that, any of that connected to how well he's done as a babyface? Maybe. And-
1: yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, and he has. He's been, and I love that he really hasn't, he's changed a little bit. But yet a lot of what he's done, he hasn't changed. They're just cheering him for it. It's kind of like, you know, it's almost a little Stone Cold Steve Austin-ish. Like, Stone Cold didn't change his character basically at all. He kind of changed who he was wrestling. You know, he wrestled the heels instead of the baby faces. But people just kept cheering him. Like, it didn't change what he was doing. MJF's changed a little bit in that, you know, he says he's trying to do the right thing and, you know, all of those kinds of things. But he keeps saying, I'm still a scumbag and I'm your scumbag and, you know, all of those things. And, um, and he'll do a dirty trick in a match and the crowd pops for it, loves it. You know, I mean, so it could be I, it's an in, that's an interesting uh way to look at it and yeah uh, well, here, and the they, big, they got us talking I mean yeah, that's
0: cool. and, and, and the big question is will this get paid off a week from Saturday at full gear or does it continue So we can talk more about that next week. more of the build for full gear. So yep. the other matches that are currently announced are hangman Adam Page horse Strickland 2 which has has had some really good build. Um, Swerve broke into Page's house a few weeks ago. Page got a small modicum of retribution this week. He had the dead eye off of the ramp through a table in in what looked to be really, really rough. And then he just was like like visibly so furious at Swerve. That's going to be good. It was good the first time. It'll be equally good, if not better, this go-round. You've got the international title match, Cassidy versus Moxley, and the story of Moxley never lost the title uh, that he defeated Cassidy for back to Cassidy. Cassidy got it by way of, ray phoenix by way of john moxley because of the concussion and now Moxley's like i'm coming for you and i'm coming for the title and cassie's like i gotta beat you so i like the i like i like the athletic interplay the the rivalry interplay going on there uh you got the uh women's world title Sheeta versus timeless tony storm they had a fun backstage thing on dino this past week and six man which you get a kind of a we're testing the chemistry here on collision on saturday with sting darby and copeland Against Lance Archer and the Righteous before they go and face Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne, and then of course we got our main event, uh, MJF against Jay White, which we've talked about before. Of those, and then and then, and then the pre- aforementioned uh, Golden Jets versus Young Bucks. Of those seven matches, right now, what's the match that you're most looking forward to?
1: Uh, that's a really good question. I would say it's probably the Orange Cassidy John Moxley match. Um, because they're both, you know, top AEW acts, um, you know, the interesting backstory now of knowing that from the backstage side that Mox was never supposed to lose that international title when he lost it to Phoenix. Um, and then Phoenix was supposed to lose it back to Mox and then Mox couldn't, you know, didn't get cleared that time too. So then they put Orange Cassidy in because Phoenix is dealing with some visa stuff. It sounds like, so they had to get the belt back off of Phoenix. Uh, so knowing all of that backstage stuff, it's like okay. So is this the spot where they just flip it back to Moxley and get back on the road of whatever they were doing? Um, and that would make a lot of sense. And then you also, but you also have the story of Orange Cassidy feels like he has to beat Mox, and so do you have Orange lose that match, which you could, and then he still that becomes a you know journey for him to get back to Moxley and and finally beat him or something like that. Um, so I think that one interests me the most. Um, uh, there's a lot on here that does. I will say the Copeland sting Darby thing I'm I'm fine with. I wish they would not be feeding Lance Archer and the righteous to them this week, because you just revealed last week that Jake Roberts is with the righteous now, or rather righteous is with Jake Roberts. And, and I like that pairing, but now you're feeding them to the wolves because they're taking an L their first time out as a trio. Um, let's be honest, I mean, they're taking an L on Saturday night. They're not winning that match. Um, I, I suppose there's a very outside chance that Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne interfere somehow, and, and they end up, you know, Archer pins Darby or something, because Darby's the only one could, that's getting pinned in that Adam Copeland and getting pinned on Saturday night, Stingy, and so if it happened, it would be Darby, but I put that at like a 0. .0002 chance or something. I mean, so that's my only thing. I kind of wish they wouldn't do that, but that's a that's a different story that's not this storyline i understand but um yeah origin and Mox, what are what are you looking most forward to
0: so i've been trying to look at the this um, and i was just doing this kind of in real time now it's like do i want do i am I excited for the match am i excited for the story or am i excited for both right and there's only i think one match on here where i'm excited for the story more than the match and that's the 6 man just because I'm not sure how they're going to pull that together. Um, and, and and maybe that's me throwing shade on Sting to an extent. I was thinking about this because Sting and Darby had a tag match on Wednesday. And I'm thinking, okay, he's likely going to be in a singles match come March of next year February or March. He's got to really do something to be more nimble. He better start doing some yoga if he's not already doing it. So that way he can be really like spry for that match. So there's that. Um for story and also for story, it's Tony Storm and Cheetah. Now, do I think they're gonna have a fantastic match? Absolutely. But I think I'm more interested in the story because of the character that Tony Storm has evolved into here. Um beyond that, it's match... I know we're
1: gonna make our picks next week, but Tony's winning that belt.
0: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And for the for every other match that's on paper, it's it's match and story combined. So I'm gonna go with the Golden Jets versus Young Bucks because I, I kind of th- foreshadowed that I thought that was where we were gonna go, and when they formalized it on Wednesday, the interplay and like the, the attitude of the Young Bucks is trending heelish, but then the way that both Jericho and Omega responded also was matter of fact, also let, not like babyface. And, then, and Jericho had a great line because the Bucks were like angry that Jericho's in their locker room now, right? So the Bucks and the Bucks and Kenny get the locker room because they're the elite. Well, they were mad because Jericho was now in it. So they didn't have space. They were in a, in a broom closet. And Jericho's like parting line when he says all of what he says to the Bucks, he goes, And I have my own locker room, guys. Or something to that effect. So it's a real it's a real nice take it thing.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be, that one's going to be fun. Um, I was just going to look, I'm trying to think, when the last time Omega and the Bucks were on opposite sides of a match were? And I mean,
0: probably with Bu- Omega and Paige.
1: Probably that that would make sense. Yeah, actually that's, I'm just scrolling through. And that looks like uh revolution 2020 uh, Adam Page and Kenny Omega against the young Bucks uh, looks to be unless I'm skipping past something else, just I'm doing a really fast skim. Um, so, you know, three years since they've been on opposite sides of a match, uh, almost four, actually, you know, three and a half, something like that. Um, so that, that'll that be fun um, as well. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how they flesh out the rest of the card. Um, I know Tony Khan is going to address... He's going to have a major announcement next week, um, an address on Ring of Honor TV, the television title. I don't expect that's going to do anything with full gear. I expect that'll be with final battle. There'll be a tournament or something, you know, that culminates a final battle, um, which would make a lot of sense. There's no reason to, to dump that on full gear. You might have a, I suppose, on Zero Hour, they might have one of the tournament matches or something if they're doing a tournament, which would make sense um i suppose you could put that on zero hour again the more that they can separate ring of honor and AEW, i think the better um we've talked about that in nauseum, so i don't want to don't want to beat that horse any more than we have to but um yeah and i'd have to again i'd have to really look at the roster to think about what else they've been kind of pushing that doesn't have a match yet um your TNT title is obviously tied up in the in the six man, so you don't have a TNT title match. Uh, your your trios champs, I suppose, could be doing something. You know, the acclaim could be doing something. I'm just trying to think of titles really quick off the top of my head. Um, any titles I'm missing? AEW titles, not Ring of Honor, because of course you can always throw Eddie Kingston in there to defend, you know, all of his belts.
0: The, the the tag belts, Ricky Starks and Big Bill.
1: Ah, uh, yes. I forget they're the tag champs. I don't know if that's good or not. I think it's probably not good that I'm forgetting they're the tag champs. Um, and and maybe that's because, and again, I'd have to go back and look and and this is just, so the feeling I have is like, they've been kind of collision specific almost. Yes. Um, and while that was, well, punk was there, I know that was, you know, there was sort of, there were certain guys that worked mostly either Wednesday or Saturday. Um, but the the conversation was once punk was gone that, you know, that's not a thing anymore. Um, but, but in Ricky Starks and, and Bill's case and a few other folks, um, it does seem like they're kind of one or the other, uh, more. So when your tag titles stay on just one show, most of the time, that's a little weird. Um, Although they were kind of that way when FDR had them, because FDR was part of the punk crew and um, whatever. So yeah, I'd be interested to see where the tag belts go for full gear. I they should have a match. It'd be a shame if they don't. Um, and we have a comment that came in. Oh, Statlander, yes, TV title, TBS title. Thank you, Annette. Um, yeah, Statlander doing something obviously would make a lot of sense here too. Uh, yeah, and, and there's,
0: yeah, there's a story. There's a big match next Wednesday. It's like some crazy like video game-driven cross-promotion street fight, which is cool. uh It's Jericho, Omega, Kota Ibushi, the underwhelming Kota Ibushi <laughs> and, and Paul White against the Don Callis, right. one, which is Hobbs, Takeshita. Kyle Fletcher. Kyle Fletcher. And I'm gonna guess that fourth person is Sammy, but they haven't named him or shown him yet. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Which is last week they were when they were talking about the match last week. Uh, Excalibur said, and of course, the fourth member of the Don Callis family, Sammy Guevara, is out with an injury right now. But he didn't say, and he'll be back for that match, so he at least name dropped him. I, I, depending on what his injury status is, I would expect him to be the fourth. Although you could debut a new member too if you had to,
0: yeah. And then, then the question becomes because Jericho and Omega already tied up at the pay per view. How do what what happens in that match Wednesday, and then does it lead into something between Don Callis' family and somebody else on Saturday? I mean, if He's, Kota Ibushi is in California already, which is where Dynamite is Wednesday, why isn't he not available Saturday? Kota Ibushi versus Kyle Fletcher, Takeshita? Takeshita,
1: Takeshita. Um oh, or Kyle Fletcher and Takeshita against Kota Ibushi in the Big Show? No thanks. <laughs> right, right. Well, and especially and, and I wonder if they're I wonder if they're nervous. This could be a whole other conversation. I wonder if they're nervous about putting Coda in a singles match right now just because he hasn't been Coda abushi Like he's been fine. He's had moments, um, but it's just not what it once was. And whether that's injury, whether that's desire, whether that's physical just body breaking down. I mean, he's worked a very, very physical style his career. I don't know. Um, But uh, all sorts of, I I do think it's interesting that you have Kota Ibushi and and Kenny Omega, you know, the golden. um, Lovers. Lovers. Thank you. I was like, why can I not come up with the second word? The golden lovers and Jericho. Like if you would have told me those two teams would ever team up, like I, that, you know, that wasn't on my bingo card at any point here in 2023. So, yeah, um, you know, I think it'll be a fun plunder match. Um, if you're going to use Paul White in the ring, some sort of multi-man plunder thing like this is probably the way to do it.
0: Um, and you gotta you you gotta use him to continue to build powerhouse Hobbs without a uh, doubt. Like there's got to be something powerhouse Paul-
1: Hobbs doesn't body slam him or power slam him or military press him or something. Yeah why is he there yeah. i mean really you know yeah hobbs has to come out looking like oh my goodness he took out a giant whether that leads to the pinfall or not or it's just he negates paul white by you know putting him through a table or something like that that you know or p- piling 10 tables on top of him or whatever um yeah i agree hobbs is the one who has to negate uh paul white in that match so uh really quickly um because i know we're right up against our time here uh we've jokingly said you know we're going to talk about mjf versus the world who is the challenger you're most looking forward to seeing him face since he's got all these different people i mean he, he had the match with daniel garcia on wednesday um obviously samoa joe is looking for a shot Jay white has his shot at full gear wardlow has said he's coming for him i'm probably forgetting somebody else along the way
0: those are, the main, those are the main names right now, without without a doubt. And so, like, for me, it's Jay White. I don't have a desire to see a, a Samoa Joe-MJF match again. I thought what they did back at Grand Slam was fine, and that was enough for me. Uh, why Tony Khan thinks there's something more to this story um, or more in the ring between the two is surprising to me. Uh, again, I, you know how I feel about Wardlow. I thought, like, the spirit of Wardlow left in June of 2022. The minute that MJF cut that promo in L.A., Wardlow has never been the same. And Wardlow should I, Wardlow needs to change the scenery in the worst possible way. And that's the scenery is not Ring of Honor. It's WWE or somewhere else. <laughs> right. he, he needs to just go. Um and it's sad because I he had like he was rising. He was meteoric and he just has flatlined. Um so for me it's Jay White. And and that's interesting because I have to imagine that uh world's end in Long Island there's going to be a big deal for MJF. So is that a multi-man match perhaps, right? Is there something that happens with Jay White next weekend where it's indecisive and then you have MJF, Jay White, Samoa Joe and Wardlow in a four-way, which is about like, it, it makes me think of Sesame Street, which one of these things is not like the other, Right. Uh, but, I, but I don't know. I don't know what else they do.
1: Right. No, I agree. And unless it's Adam Cole, um we'll see there. Uh Adam Cole revealed as the devil and, and he's ready to go. And he, and it's not MJF's not involved in that in any way. They're against MJF. You go to, back to Adam Cole and MJF at World's End. That could make some sense. Um yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm really looking forward to the J White. I'm not gonna be able to see Full Gear Live. We'll talk more about that next week. I've got a, a trivia booking, so I I don't know if I'm gonna see it or not because I'm like you, like, am I gonna spend fifty bucks when I probably I'm gonna get spoiled you know I I could try really hard to just stay off of social media but I'll admit Sunday mornings are hard for me to stay off social media because I'm also looking at like football inactives and things like that for for fantasy football so um and that's a me problem not a them problem but um you know it is what it is so I uh, yeah I'm looking forward to the Jay white match I'm okay with another Joe match but I don't like it's not I'm not salivating for it. They haven't done enough yet to make me go, "Oh yeah, you know, I gotta see that again." Um, maybe they can do more of that if he if he does team with MJF on Saturday. Maybe they'll they'll get me to where I want to see that match more. So, anything else, Tom? Before we uh, sign off and get out of here?
0: No, I you Your your statement prompted me to think um, to look ahead to see if the theater that I live nearby locally is going to actually be hosting Full Gear again. Interesting that it's on a Saturday night. Um, College football-wise, I think what I'll want to be interested in will happen before the show that night. And being that it won't compete with NFL, I think I can make that happen. Um, and again, twenty-five bucks to go to a theater to watch it—way, way, way more convenient, way more cost-effective than uh, than the alternative. So, right. um, but we'll talk more about that next week for sure.
1: Sounds good. Well, everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy wrestling, football, or none of the above. Whatever it is you enjoy doing this weekend. And uh, we'll be back with our full gear picks uh, next week right back here on Two Spot Monkey's Live.